shove it. Howdy, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Take This Pod and Shove It, the podcast where comedians and country fans build the ultimate country music playlist one song at a time. We are back with a normal style episode where we are going to be adding a song to our public playlist. And what a better way to start the new year than by covering the musician who arguably took over country music last year in 2022. Today we're talking Zach Bryan. But before we get into that, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Tyler Snodgrass. I'm one of your hosts. Joining me, as always, is one of my best friends in the whole world. To him, I'm just a man. But to me, he's my co-host. Oh my god. (laughs) He's a Lexington, Kentucky smoke show. Danny Maupin. Well, originally from Louisville, Kentucky, but I spent a good portion of my oh, life. Oh, my bad. Let me do it again. Let me do no, it again. No, no, it's all right. It's all right. I, spent, I always forget if you're – I assumed uh, you're I just, a small-town smoke show. I'll say that much. I spent many years in Western Kentucky. They're only an hour apart, too. So, like, I spent right. many of my years in both of those cities. The so, point is, you're yeah. a tasty biscuit. That's what I'm trying to get across. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Put a little honey on it, you know, a little honey, a little butter. Come on. And, you know, if you're, if you're hungry in the morning, I know how to make a good gravy. Yeah. You know? oh. <laughs> I mean, I do. I believe you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, before we get into it too much, uh, Happy New Year, you shovelos, you shove heads, you dirty little shovel fuckers, you shover boat riders. We're feeling like making shove today. Uh, mm-hmm. Shove me in the river for money. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm Danny Moffat. Danny, I'm glad. I'm glad we're doing this. <laughs> me too. It's it's been a minute. It's maybe been a month or more since we've had um, a regular a regular episode. Our bread and butter, if you will. Oh sure, um, yeah. Yeah. If this is your first time joining us, Danny and I are. Uh, we are now country fans, but we were not always country fans. In fact, thanks to country music radio, we hated country for uh, the majority of our <laughs> of our young young lives. Uh, and <laughs> we, a couple decades in, figured out how good it can be. And during the pandemic, we started this little project, and we are now advocating for what we think is great country music to turn non fans into fans. We're trying to oscillate that fan. This fan has got more than one setting. <laughs> You just pull up that little button, you know, <laughs> it'll start spinning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I feel like Zach Bryan is a great guy to talk about. Of course, we've talked about a lot of great artists, but I feel like Zach Bryan's rise in this last year and a little bit, you know, earlier than this last year uh, has probably brought a lot of people into the the country tent you know, because his music is so accessible and it is so anti-Nashville that it is, of course, is a refreshing breath of air for a lot of people who were like, I don't really need to listen to this song about Brad Paisley checking people for ticks. You know, that's not my thing. And then Zach <laughs> Bryan comes along with just these absolute sparse bangers uh, about stuff you can actually connect with right it's like uh like i don't know i was i was thinking about his music uh, you know earlier today and like an idea that hit me was that like he's so relatable and like what country music was doing when we like fucking hated it 
you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Doing the checklist stuff and everything. Um, He's, I don't want to like make him feel like he's checklisty, but he's checklisty in like relative experiences. And that's what country was trying to do then, but it was so generic Mm-hmm. And he's so specific. It's like, oh, yeah, I have sat at the campfire and drank whiskey with my friends and played guitar. Yeah. And those were better experiences than the, you know, riding on a red dirt road with a solo cup. You know, generic. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The specifics are like what makes it. So he's such a good lyricist, too. He's an incredible lyricist. Yeah, let's touch on that for a second. Let's talk about some of his poetic techniques so when we say check when we say checklisty if you're a new listener we refer to that kind of country music where they just kind of name things that sound country uh and that's the entire song they don't actually talk about anything that's country it's just like truck dirt road blue jeans blonde wife you know it's like (laughs) stuff they assume is country yeah a six-pack and that's all we're taking it but we're naughty uh yeah yeah, no zach bryan gets yeah zach bryan gets so specific and yeah he talks he mentions like cigarettes often he mentions like the sun and the sky often and like getting drunk and feeling shame like he mentions these things but he also has very specific like details that surround them and i think that keeps it from being mundane or cliche because it's like oh these are all based on true things you can picture it or you're like man i had that happen to me too right it's like the situation where he like like we're saying with a checklist song they're telling you what you remember you know what i mean but when zach bryan like writes a song he's like reminding you what you remember like Mm -hmm. But it's it's not through being like straight in your face. Like this is exactly what you did, but like just hinting at it and like tugging a little bit at his old memories and at, at, at your memories too. And that's why it's relatable. I think it's yeah yeah I think so. And I know that he's a good Midwestern guy because he is really hard on himself in a lot of songs. <laughs> right, exactly. And I I connect <laughs> with that brother. <laughs> Yeah. Just a song where you're just beating yourself up lyrically about yeah. you'll never be good enough or whatever. I'm like, I yeah, <laughs> hit me again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take me to church, buddy. <laughs> I worship the idea of beating myself up. You know? Love it's it. Like, Can't get enough. I mean, I've, I've, I've been doing a lot of work at it. I'm getting better at it. I'm like, mm-hmm. but it's a lifelong process. It is. You know, it's yeah, it's always going to be a practice. It, and, uh, but like, God damn, if it's, if it's going to do anything for any sort of genre of art, it's going to be really good for country music that yeah. are like nineties emo. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Other yeah. than that, like it doesn't work. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you don't hear, you don't like, hear a lot of ska songs about them right. just verbally flogging themselves. For... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so we always uh add a song to our public playlist you can find a link to that in the description of this episode and there's a lot of arguments you could make for which zach bryan song we could put on there so we we deliberated on this basically down to the wire today <laughs> of course there is the song condemned i'm condemned i'm condemned all my heart is on a man nobody gives a damn about me you can tell me that you love me till your little arms turn blue 
but I'm always alone, I fall asleep. Which was kind of the song that popped him off. It went viral on Twitter. He's just like singing it in the backyard, just sweating. Yeah. <laughs> just a, a vein, a passionate vein popping in his neck. And it, I mean, it's, it's a great tune. It's super catchy. It's got great use of like repetition as a poetic device. It's a real, real fun song. Uh, of course, there's songs like Heading South. Don't stop going, going south. Because they'll let you play music real damn loud. Uh, which is a real great sort of anti-Nashville, anti-industry country song that also, I think, can make you feel good about whatever it is you're doing so long as you're doing it your own way. There is... Quitting Time, which we added to our Labor Day playlist earlier oh, yeah. this year. Quitting Time's on my mind When it kind of are on my heart I've been sweating for my wages But she'll cool me after dark It's always my favorite time. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, it's the best time of the day. It doesn't matter what the job is. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even if it's comedy. And like they're like, hey, you know. Uh, listen, we, we're going to do a guest spot, so you're not going to be doing 25 tonight. You're just going to be doing 20. And I'm like, hell yeah, closer to quitting time. <laughs> and meanwhile, it's like my most favorite thing to do. Like, I yeah, love I doing it, but I'm like, yeah, it works for me, quitting hey, time. That'll work. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. There's nothing better than getting off the clock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but yeah, there's, this is all, this, this rambling is all to say, of all of his excellent songs, and he has a lot of songs for such a new artist. It's, yes. it's hard. It's hard to narrow down, you know, what should be the introduction to Zach Bryan. There's also songs like revival. We're having an revival. Some call the women and someone steal According to a Zach super fan, I talked to my buddy, Jack, Shout out to Jack for getting me into Zach Bryan in the first place. Nice. He <laughs> Jack's not a comedian, or else we'd interview him. He's a lawyer, and I don't want to ruin his reputation. Oh yeah, yeah. Him on the show. <laughs> There's no need. There's no need. To- <laughs> he won't be allowed to practice law anymore if he comes on this program. Right. We'll have to say he was allegedly on the program. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll have to even call it a program <laughs> just to get. The, the like the legal terms correct in our favor yeah exactly because <laughs> we say podcast he's pinned you know he's, he's done yeah <laughs> he got clipped <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, anyway there's there's a lot of songs and we have decided to add to the public playlist the song something in the orange i'm just a man to me or all i am where the hell am i supposed to go Pausing myself again, something in the orange tells me you're never coming home. Which, at the moment, might be his biggest tune. It's his biggest song, at least on Spotify. I think it's the first song I heard from him, and it was enough to hook me. So hopefully that's proof of concept. And also, weirdly enough, Obama, President Obama, put it on his (laughs) year-end list of favorite songs. And I don't know how often he lists country, but... That's pretty cool. Way to go, Zach. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Like, that does rule so hard. Because, yeah, I mean, minus the drone stuff. I really respect Obama. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Here's how that's, this is first of all, that's you getting political. I'm Might so bad at drones. being drones. <laughs> 
know, I have to preface. You got to preface, yeah. <laughs> luckily, luckily, we're not a political podcast. But he sounds like a guy that... <laughs> he seems like a guy that, like, knows good tunes. So... You know. Yeah, he's a cool. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. a cool guy. Yeah. He's with it. Know he's got, also, I'm sure his PR team curates a lot of the things that he posts. But <laughs> that could be true. Zach Bryan made the list, which rules. When you said drone, here's how <laughs> messed up my mind is. We we have to talk about music so often and like research music so often. You were thinking of that, like drone. I was thinking of drone rock. <laughs> oh my god! Like, I was like oh. metal. Yeah, sludge like, metal. I was like, oh yeah. Does Obama <laughs> listen to sleep? <laughs> Sweet even, rules. Is he listening to Dope Smoker? Yeah, I hope so, dude. <laughs> I mean, that would rule. He's retired. He can, yeah. He's yeah. he's way he's like wakeboarding, listening to the entirety of Dope Smoker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. That'd be cool. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm not saying that would that would be cool. <laughs> I mean, because his list was pretty uh, diverse. Oh yeah, know, all yep. around. But yeah, for him to pick uh, Zach Bryan, I mean, and when Zach Bryan's like barely even played on country radio. Yeah. He's mostly mm-hmm. just like a streaming success with a big YouTube, you know, and Twitter presence. Mm-hmm. And like we'll release songs like week by week or, you know, every just whenever he feels like dropping. And they won't even end up on an album. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. And just keep doing that and like keeping his his, his People happy. He is know? the busiest man in music right now. At yeah. least country music, but maybe all of music. He is so prolific. Oh, he yeah. Is, he's the king gizzard and the lizard wizard of yeah, country and it, folk music. Exactly. Like he's putting out, like he put out a triple album and then another album, like within a year. Yeah, he put out you an know? EP longer than most people's albums. Right. And, the, and then the triple album was 34 songs. Yeah, it's and over two hours. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> it's I a mean, lot of material. And like, I have to do 50 first jokes this week here in Denver. And I'm like mm-hmm. struggling with my first joke. Like I'm yeah. trying to figure it out. And I'm like, this guy just makes masterpieces on the daily. And right. I, <laughs> I'm like, He's God damn it. Firing them out. Yeah. I think I've got it figured out. Okay. So, you want to tell I'm us like, the joke? Well, <laughs> no. Okay. That's fine. Maybe. I, no, no, no. <laughs> Go see Danny live. Still Go see needs Danny a little work to hear this joke. Yeah, I mean, I only get two minutes. It's fifty comics. You know what I mean? But it's like some of the it's some of the best comics in the world. And oh yeah, especially in Denver. And Denver, you yeah, know, which is one of the best comedy scenes. Talent abounds there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, Sam Talent, he's abound. <laughs> Look at that. Do you ever see that fucking bebop to the rock steady he's got going on over there? It's like, it looks like they both had a baby. It's like, that's what Sam Town looks like. It looks like bebop and rock steady had a baby. Had a baby. <laughs> and came out bigger than all of them. That is, have you told him that? That is such a specific no. crazy never roast. never told him that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I always said we should film. He's that. killing all the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love him so much. <laughs> he's a weird shaped man. He's so like, tall. He's so tall and wide. And no wonder he was good at football. <laughs> you know? <laughs> anyway. Right, well, that's, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's the, 
<laughs> Zach Bryan, little break there. A little break from all that. Now we're back. Yeah. I guess we should also acknowledge that if you're listening to this, especially if you search for Zach Bryan, I mean, of course, you probably already know who he is. And honestly, I was kind of, I was late to the party on this, even though he has had the most meteoric rise of anybody in country music, at least that I have seen. Oh yeah. So in, fucking in quite quick. some time. And I think a lot of it is from TikTok and Twitter, of course, also, but I've mostly avoided TikTok and then come to learn he is huge on, on TikTok and not because of his, like necessarily himself, but people cover his music and have spread the good word of Zach Bryan through TikTok. And I think it's really kind of interesting how that's happened. And I mean, I'm sure that's happened with a lot of people, but it's really cool that this is like pure populist country. Cause as we mentioned, it's like CMT and country radio has largely ignored him because his arrangements are not what they're just not the kind of schlock dare I say that gets put out on country music radio. Yeah. Or they, they don't need like seven, eight other musicians involved. Like they're pretty, yeah basic you know mm-hmm. and, i mean and even like his most full band songs sound like they're like just a fucking five piece and that's not very nashville no <laughs> yeah especially nashville at the moment which i mean we you know our bud chris canterbury is also out of nashville there's lots of respectable singer songwriters coming in and out of nashville but the a lot of the music you associate with being produced in nashville is a bit overproduced and right. it's more like pop music that has a fiddle than country music right. with Just a hook like, you what know? you hear on the radio and you're like definitely this is from nashville mm-hmm. that's yeah, and there are, yeah, Chris Canterbury is fantastic and doing, mm-hmm. you know, a similar thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. To Zach, I'd say pretty minimalistic, but very effective. Yeah. Very, very heartfelt, personal, and clearly influenced by a lot of other great singer songwriters. I listened to an interview with Zach and he mentioned some of his influences. And I didn't really think this myself, but apparently, you know, critics of Zach who are probably just annoyed that some young 26 year old popped off so quickly and you know, people get annoyed at stuff like that. But you know, I've, I've, I've heard people say that people say that he gets compared to Tyler Childers very often. Like he's just copying Childers. And honestly, I didn't see that. I mean, they both have like a rasp and an intense voice, but I don't think their songwriting style is the same. And I really don't think that their production is the same at all. No, I don't think their production is the same at all. Uh, I understand. Yeah. The voice and rasp, like you were saying, but I think the thing that people are like, they're taking it at a very surface value when they say that. Because I think yeah. they are really different, but at the same time, so. they also talk about experiences in their hometowns mm-hmm. with, like, you know, true earnest and uh, and like and like clear cut memories and everything. I feel like their lyric writing is similar, but their the way they deliver it is is different. Yeah. And even though, I mean, they are covering maybe similar themes because they cover some universal themes, hard partying, feeling hard the next day, you know, growing up in a small town. But also, Childers is from the Kentucky mountains, basically, and Zach is from small town, one stoplight, Oklahoma. So (laughs) it is completely different 
stuff. And I feel like if you actually dig into the lyrics, you can feel that difference. You know, like one guy is, I mean, Zach Bryant is very Midwestern and then Childers is basically Appalachia. And there is a difference in the way that they talk about or sing about that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and I feel like Appalachia is a little more populated, of course, than the mm-hmm. area that uh, <laughs> yeah. that Zach comes from. And so, you know, Tyler Childers is talking about sitting on the roof, smoking American spirits, talking to a lady and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And very clear, poetic and like great ways. Uh, but then, you know, Zach is talking about like running around barefoot in a field in Oklahoma because that's all that's there. You know, what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, there's no uh-huh. roof involved at all. It's just like <laughs> mm-hmm. wide open spaces. The chicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, Childers has a, a lot of songs about the hard, like hard partying in Appalachia or in Kentucky and being scrappy, like live it, living in a country squire, literally living in a, in a trailer right. uh, because we're just like going to make it work. And then Zach Bryan is more, I feel like he's doing something that's more like we're on the highway because if you to get out of here, you just got to get on the highway and go, you know, yeah. or like I'm getting rowdy with my friends I haven't seen in a while because I'm in the Navy. So we got to go hard because I'm not going to see him again for a year or something like that. Right. Like really getting it out of your system sort of situation. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you know, let's have all the – well, you know, I heard a couple interviews with him too that he wants to live life to the fullest. And that will change as he moves on in his life what he thinks the fullest is. But he remembers some of those times as being like, yeah, this is the idea of living the life to the fullest because Mm -hmm. this is where I feel full and i got to take this as I get it. You know, and clearly made some fantastic memories that turned into fantastic lyrics. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got a lot of songs that honor his pals, um, honor family members present and also, you know, those that have passed. Um, And he does a nice job of singing from character points of view, which is always great. I love a song that's singing from a character's point of view. I wouldn't say that he is. I don't think he doesn't remind me of John Prine necessarily, but I right. think that when he does that, he is, you know, kind of Prinean, you know, he does yeah. inhabit a character much older than himself, you know, right. cause yeah. like, but much like Prine, he got started very young, but he has this like sincerity and this maturity to him where he can look through older eyes and sing a song that is still really touching and realistic. Oh, absolutely. I mean, one of the interviews that I did hear of him over the past week, he talked about that specific idea. He's like, yeah, I, you know, I want my stuff to be as autobiographical as I can, but I can't come up with enough stories for the, like, speed that I want to, like, write songs at. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, he's, releasing, he's putting 34 like, songs out on an you know, album. That's hard if it's all so, about you. So he's like, but also I love John Prine, and I always loved how John Prine would affect a character you know, mm. in a song, but it also made it sound autobiographical in a way. So I've been jumping more towards that. And that's, I think, what a lot of, and this was a, an interview I heard pre-American uh, Heartbreak. Mm-hmm. And I think that really affected how American Heartbreak came out too. Because there are songs that seem clearly, this is your story. And then there's definitely songs that are, this is, this is made up, but it doesn't feel made up. 
You know what I mean? Right. Like this oh, isn't yeah. about you, but it sounds like it's also about you. Like, which was his goal. And to be mm-hmm. like such a young songwriter and find that kind of maturity is ridiculous. Yeah. There is a reason why he has Rose in at the, at the pace that he has and why he's, you know, in the top 500 most played artist on Spotify at the moment, even after just one major label release, <laughs> right? you know, at the time that American heartbreak, which was the big album for him this year, or this last year, at the time of its release in May, it blew away whatever the previously held uh, Spotify single day album streams record was for 2022, you know, and later I think it would get beaten by like Taylor Swift's new album or whatever. But sure. like, this is Zach Bryan who doesn't have a machine around him. You know, he doesn't right. have his own industry. That is his own name yet. He just puts this out there and the internet was like, Let's go, everybody. <laughs> Stream well, it. Yeah. Well, I think that speaks to like, and you said meteoric rise earlier, which yeah. I mean, it is really, but at the same time, there was a lot of hard work behind it. Like, like I said earlier, oh, just yeah. the amount of songs he releases just to fucking put them out there mm-hmm. on his YouTube channel or on Instagram or on Twitter and, uh, and the quality of them as well. Um, are so good that he got so many fans that like he mm-hmm. created his own street army, like from his fucking couch, you yeah. know? And so when it popped off and he released this album, it was like, yes, yes. Like he hasn't like lost a fan on the way. I don't think. So he's just gained and gained and gained through his like relentless amount of content. Mm-hmm. That's also quality. Like, yes. Yeah. He's he's doing the rare both quantity and quality, right. which is it's impressive. Yeah. yeah, and I guess it's worth noting. So yeah, American Heartbreak. It was also on our year in review, our our favorite albums of the year. It was the only album that you, me, and our guest Dan Drees all had in our top five. Right. It was the uniting <laughs> album for all three of us. Uh, it is a long, long album. It's a triple album. It's a triple album, triple it's, disc album, if you were to look at it on CD. Yeah, it's much longer than Pink Floyd's The Wall. You yes, know? definitely. Just to throw that out there. And that's a long album. That's a long album, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I feel like that, for a lot of new listeners especially, that could be an intimidating album to approach. Is you want me to listen to this? album that's over two hours long i don't even like watching a movie that's over two hours long you know right (laughs) yeah but i i would say if you are if you like the samples you've heard in this episode if you have listened to something in the orange on our playlist i think it is okay to approach that album and break it up as you see fit but it's all a worthwhile listen you know if i'm the editor i don't really know what you cut from it because as a singular giant project i feel like it being so Mm-hmm. massive is kind of part of it it's part of the experience is like this album just keeps going and by the end of it you really feel like you understand zach bryan as a lyricist as a songwriter as an artist because a lot of the same sort of vocal mannerisms come up a lot of the same lyrical themes come up and it is a really cool singular piece even though it's a, you know a sprawling <laughs> musical <laughs> output yeah it's yeah i can understand how it's intimidating I guess my suggestion would be, I mean, I did it in this weird way where I like kind of broke it up where yeah. I would listen to like four to six songs at a time 
and then separate those into a different playlist. Mm, and, okay. and so like, and just like digest those cause there's so many lyrics in all of these songs too. Yeah. I think too, like he, he fits a lot of words <laughs> mm-hmm. into some tunes and, uh, I would do it like that and then be like, all right, now that I'm a little tired of that, I'm going to do the next six and do it like that and just broke it down until I got all the way through it. And that way I could like digest it on a trip to work or this or that mm-hmm. and actually like pay attention and love it. I can't say there's a song I don't like on the album. Like there's even some sort of kitschy ones, but I think they're on purpose, like tongue in cheek mm-hmm. and everything uh, that it's like, I, I love them, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. one of my favorite songs on the album I think is, maybe his most playful. Yeah. And it, and it's a cowboy. If she wants a cowboy, that one's so great. He's got like (laughs) auto tune going on it. He's clearly (laughs) poking at pop country. Yeah. Uh huh. But he's like doing it well and also being funny. Find me a horse that I can cover. Find me some stars to sleep on. Find me a train. I'll hop out west. She wants Nashville, I'll Nashville the best. Even, gosh, even the first, <laughs> the first set of lyrics, the first set goes interesting, actual writing, something y'all ain't never heard of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's like a diss track to pop country. Yeah. Like- I mean, the first, the first stanza seems to be what we were talking about earlier. When we make fun of checklist country, the first stanza just goes, she wants a cowboy. So I just might find me some boots that fit just right. Choose some tobacco, ride me a Bronco on a Southern Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that sounds just like a Jake <laughs> Owen song. He's just totally like poking at him. He's, mm-hmm. which he's poking the bear, which I, I respect that for him. Cause he seems like he like enjoys doing, his uh, career on his terms, you know what I mean? And yes. I respect him very much for that. Uh, and so if that means like, Hey, I'm going to fucking make fun of y'all and you guys might end up actually putting on the radio. Cause you're mm-hmm. too dumb to fucking know. <laughs> I'll do it. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Not even as a cash grab, just kind of like a fuck it. I had this idea for a song. I don't want to. He doesn't want to, but want to be pigeonholed as just country as it is anyway. Right. Stuff yeah. I've read about him and like heard him say. So it's like, why? Yeah. Like, goofy songs are just as fun as good songs. Oh if, yeah. If you do them right. Oh totally. Know? I mean that's yeah. that's another you know Prime thing. Some of Prime's best songs are right. absolute goofs. Yeah. They're as they're as playful as as they could be. But yeah, I think that, I think that if she wants a cowboy, I mean, it's on my list of wrecks. I mean, it is so <laughs> catchy. It doesn't actually sound like radio country, but like lyrically it is satirizing what's yeah. on the radio, but it's in that it's still in, musically in that Zach Bryan kind of driving acoustic sound that he does so well. And I was thinking about audiences that you might, promote Zach Bryan too. And I don't know if we've talked about this for a while, but you know, every now and then we'll think, or we'll talk about, okay, so if you haven't heard of this artist, if you like this band, you might like this band. And I was trying to think about that with Zach Bryan. 
And I think, you know, if you're a children's fan already, you're going to like Zach Bryan, but you'll probably, you probably already consider yourself somewhat of a country or Americana fan, if (laughs) that's the case. But I was also thinking if you like the sparse Heartland style Springsteen stuff, you'll probably like Zach Bryan. Maybe everything that dies someday comes back. Put your makeup on, fix your hair pretty, and meet me tonight in Atlantic And also, I think if you're a fan of like the indie Americana, indie folk of the mid to late 2000s you know if you like the middle lumineers albums if you like early head in the heart if you like early avid brothers you'd also like zach bryan i was clean patron i was young and an actress when you knelt by my mattress and asked for my hand and i would say he's even a bit more country a bit more red dirt as they say than those guys are for sure oh yeah well yeah, I mean, he kind of grew up around the a little bit yeah. of the red dirt, so that's going to come through. But mm-hmm. I mean, he he seems he's been around uh, touring and doing all this stuff for so long, not very long, but like he's been on the road a lot. So he's yeah. seen enough to filter into, and also seems to have the musical knowledge to be able to have like pick mm-hmm. those up, kind of like a Charlie Crockett in a way, yeah, where. He's like, hell, yeah, I'll do a little bit of Zydeco. I'll do some mm-hmm. gospel. I'll do some country. He's like, I'm, I'm talented enough that, and I'm good enough lyrically. I can, I can make all that work. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you know, we, we call a lot of things country on the podcast and I could easily see an artist or a fan of an artist being like, no, they don't say that they're not country. So we use it. We cast a big net when we say that, but I mean, Zach Bryan is also folk. He is also Americana. He's also singer songwriter. He is also just Oklahoma cowboy poet, whatever makes you feel right. good, you know, yeah. but I think he is also country. He's, he's a lot of things. You know? I think he's, he's, I think he's very country. Yeah. In, in all honesty, uh, a little bit of rock too. Totally. Well, he said, I have written down another, speaking of his influences from, you know, before he mentioned that he's also a big Skinner fan. He's a big Zeppelin fan. He likes Turnpike and, you know, Turnpike is kind of country and rock. Yeah. As well as liking plastic people like Johnny Cash and also great songwriters like Jason Isbell and John Prine. He's got good influences, you know. Yeah. There's there's, There's that. (laughs) There's a uh, yeah, a couple of good uh, couple of good onions in that grocery bag. <laughs> I just made that one up. No, that was, that works. <laughs> There's uh-huh. a couple of good onions in that grocery bag. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, the onions you cook onions that brings out the flavor of everything else. It so, really does, you know. and also helps absorb the flavor. I mean, mm-hmm. it really does. It's 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 not only a vegetable; it's a spice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say fruit for some reason. I was about to be like, damning, no. No, no, I can't. No, no I know my food better than that. I know my food. What are we, Shrek, talking about onions? Let's uh, let's jump into the history. We've kind of, we've talked a lot about what he is and, and why he's so good. But, you know, let's let's give a, a brief history on this <laughs> this young, young man. <laughs> yeah, this guy, he's like, he's at least 10 years younger than both of us, right? He's... Almost 10 years younger than me. He just turned 26, I think, in the last few yeah. months, if I have that. If I have that I right. I think that's right, yeah. Oh, he's actually, no, he's, 
Actually, our birthdays are pretty close to each other. So not in the last few months. He's born April 2nd. I'm born April 9th. Oh. A couple of strong, fiery Aries in the mix. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. No, uh, I, I know a fair amount about that stuff, but I don't know what an Aries does. Oh, yeah, I don't know either. I just have, you know, I have witchy friends, and they'll always be like, oh, you're so, <laughs> oh, you're fiery Aries. I'm like, yeah, sure, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sure, I get it. Yeah, it's, that's I the guess. weird thing. It's like, I'm a Scorpio, and like Scorpio, they always, they're like, oh, oh, yeah, you, uh, <laughs> every time I read my horoscope, is what I like to have to end up saying, is it like, like you could read like a horoscope from like an Aries or say, or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, today's going to be an optimistic day. Uh, everything's going in your favor. Look out for uh, a couple of problems around 2 or 3 p.m. as the solar trine enters Mercury. <laughs> around 2 or 3 like, p.m.? You know, they're like, they'll, always drop, they'll always drop something like that or whatever mm-hmm. and then say something like, but otherwise, social gatherings and maybe planning a trip would be good for your day. You know, that kind of thing. Right. And, and then you go to the Scorpio and like Scorpio is like, there's a dark cloud that's going to be hanging above you. <laughs> Have you ever had a chance to look up and see it? Do you want to stare at its nose eyes? Do you want to make sure you can defeat it? Are you going to lie down in your fucking bed? And I'm always like, I think I'm going to lay in my bed. (laughs) Your newspaper horoscope's yelling at you. Yeah, my horoscope, like, if you just look up Scorpio horoscopes, they're always, like, slightly violent or, like, angry. And I'm just like, god damn. Why can't I get one that's like an uh, Aries? You know, it's like the day's going to be great. I don't know. I mean, I don't really read the horoscope. I just know that me and Zach are pretty cool. That's all I got to say about (laughs) that. Here's the thing. It's like I never feel the way it says in those horoscopes. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, I'm not walking out there thinking there's going to be a dark cloud. And yeah, shit's going to happen because shit just happens. But when it comes down to it, don't just tell me my day is going to fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, that's like, <laughs> that's wild. Don't wake me up with pessimism, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't not that we have to go on a whole tangent about <laughs> about that, but yeah, I've heard all sorts of stuff. I don't know where I don't know what it, you know, just do what makes you happy. I I once had somebody who like their whole thing was they like follow horoscopes. They were naming a bunch of stuff about my moons. I, you know, I had to download an app and they were looking at my stuff and they were saying all this stuff. And I was like, oh, wow, it's pretty accurate. They they were saying things like you're super independent. You don't make any plans or you don't like to, you just kind of like to go fly by the seat of your pants and you like to do it alone. And I'm like, oh yeah, that all makes sense. And then she was like, and also you get angry all the time. And I just started <laughs> laughing. And I was like, I haven't been angry in years. <laughs> right, right. And she's like, but you have a big temper, right? And I'm like, that's the same thing. No, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. sorry to screw up your religion, but. <laughs> I mean, there's parts of it that are fun and helpful. And there's just some of it like where it's like, I, I don't think I don't think I don't think you got my birth time right on this app. It's also because <laughs> yeah. I didn't get it right because I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, you're, Dr. Child. you're just estimating. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably born in the morning. I'm more of a morning person. You feel like a morning. <laughs> All to say, Zach Bryan, born April second, nineteen ninety six. Oh, he's so young. He was born in Japan because his family was in the military. Yeah. 
and uh, he spent Navy stuff, right? Navy, yeah, and he would later be in the Navy also. Yeah, so he's born overseas, and then he was raised in Ugola, if I'm saying that correctly. I'm probably not Oklahoma, which is, as I mentioned before, is one of those tiny towns, kind of a one stoplight sort of town. And he started uploading music to YouTube in um, 2017, um, like just on his iPhone. And he had a few songs go viral. The one that I am aware of that really popped him off was, as I said, Condemned, which was in 2019. He would later uh, self-release the album Deanne, named after his late mother that same year. And the internet just embraced him big time. Yeah. He like he really hit a chord or something there. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah, both uh, ways. <laughs> really hit a chord. And, uh, and what's what's crazy is that like that album. I, I believe that's the album where he like he just he recorded it over a weekend. And yeah, the story that I know is that like one of his friends was like, "Hey, I know how to do a little bit of engineering. I can play a little bit. You know your songs already." We'll just record it this weekend. We'll go to Guitar Center and buy all the stuff <laughs> and just record it this weekend. Yeah. And they just, it was yeah. cheaper than doing it in a studio. So they just like went for it and like basically did it all in what, <laughs> un- under 48 hours? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, of course, also he was, he had to go back to the Navy. So like, he had to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, yeah, because he was like uh, on a base or something like that at that point. I think. I think so. Yeah. And I think the same thing happened when he released uh, his follow up, another self-released album called Elizabeth, which is named after his uh, fiance, now wife, Elizabeth was uh, her middle name. And that album is also like over an hour long. And I think I saw a tweet when I was doing research. That's him talking about the album. And he's like, hey, this is coming out. I don't want to hear any shit about it, but it is really long. I got to get all these songs out before I got to go back to the Navy. (laughs) And I love that. He's just like, here's all the songs I got. I know I'm going to have a bunch more later. So here it is. Take what I have. I'll see you when I can. That's I love that. No, absolutely. Yeah, because that's that's the thing is like he started garnering like success, you know, like kind of cult like following while he was still in the Navy. And then he was, uh, right, if I'm right, he was like uh, honorably discharged from the Navy to pursue his musical career. Yes. And this is a I, I couldn't find the specific name of this, but this is a type of honorable discharge where it's like for the good of. American culture, like if <laughs> you can sometimes be discharged to pursue the thing you're working on. I just figured he had like finished his, you know, I'd heard stories about being him, him being in the Navy and I finished, figured that he had like finished his time, finished his contract or whatever. Yeah. And, and then just started really diving back into music while still recording the entire time or whatever. But mm-hmm. no, to get an honorable discharge to be like, oh, cool! I don't have to work on a navy base, and now I can just go like write music and record, and yeah. already have this kind of success behind me. This groundswell, yeah, it's pretty cool. And he have, yeah. he has also been he has had a lot of really nice things to say about the navy. I guess it did. I mean, he met his wife there. I, I guess it's done good by him. But it's pretty cool that they were like, you know what? 
we love you, but hit the road. Do your thing, kid. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's yeah. making good on it. I mean, obviously. It's like a tr- Trader Joe's manager coming up to a comedian and being like, hey, come on. <laughs> you know, this isn't your life. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or a Groupon manager. Be like, guess <laughs> what? Talking to a comedian. Yeah, guess what? We'll go ahead and we'll give you all your uh, PTO. We'll give you a $600 <laughs> bonus. Go, go scram, kid. Go scram. Yeah, go hit a mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish I had the meteoric rise of Zach Bryan. Right? No. <laughs> Two years of... Well, you see that sometimes, too, though. It's crazy. You know, somebody's been just doing bikes for like two, three years, and it's like, you're on the mm-hmm. fucking Tonight Show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've, had a, we've had a couple of friends uh, with successes like that i guess but yeah, yeah. Just i mean usually yeah yeah and usually it is extremely warranted and good to see Absolutely. and this is yeah. this is one of those situations i mean as as we said he released american heartbreak this year and then he went on and released summertime blues another ep and then he's released like three four five other singles i mean just in 2022 he released like over 50 or 55 songs like that's yeah so that's numbers man that's <laughs> that is almost so if not more than one a day and it's like how do you <laughs> or one a week you mean oh shit yeah sorry <laughs> I, you know yeah that's my new thing about 2023 is i'm not paying attention to time no you're just living in is dog it? years is all <laughs> kind of works if you go by dog years yeah. God. <laughs> i'm old as shit yeah <laughs> i'm going on dog I, don't, years. I don't know when i was born but i know i'm living in dog years <laughs> oh yeah. well we should say so after he was honorably discharged um he signs with warner records which is pretty cool because apparently that is not a country label typically right but a big major label. it is a major label so this is his first major label release it just kind of goes to show that even when he becomes major label he is doing things himself in his own way and he's he's making country music or americana music in an atypical sort of way so that he can retain um kind of his true self on the album so warner records uh not a country label typically. And also he recorded American heartbreak in New York. And I saw a thing where he said, I recorded in New York cause I didn't want it to sound like any other country music that was being made. You know, right. I didn't want to record it in Nashville. Then we didn't want to record it in Austin or wherever else, you know, and was and, it an actual electric lady land? I think. Oh, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like I heard something in an interview where he was like, I can't believe I got to record at Electric Ladyland Studio A. Oh, maybe it was. You know? Yeah, I mean it's that's like, that rules. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, very cool. Yeah, I mean that's so much cool shit's been done there. It's yeah. like it's like the Abbey Road of like New York, you know. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then he made his Opry debut. Yeah. And he started opening for uh, people like Luke Combs and doing stadium shows right away. And now, as we mentioned on our favorite albums of the year episode, he's already like headlining festivals. He's getting equal billing to folks like Tyler Childers and like people that he's that he looks up to because he has had this like grassroots support explosion. And clearly 
he can fill it out. He's he's totally capable of headlining. I mean, he's selling out shows. He's selling out Red Rocks, stuff like that, like all over the place. Yeah. And then also this year, he released at the end of the year, sneaked it in. He released All My Homies Hate Ticketmaster. Yeah, live at Red Rocks. Yeah. A super fun live album. Yeah, and yeah. It, then it, it hit number one as soon as it came out also. Yeah, I mean, from what else, I, I've never got to see him live, and I haven't watched any footage of him live either, to be honest. But from what I've heard from friends that have gone to see him or just even, you know, music critics talking about a live show is that like his live performances are like electric. Like they're not mm-hmm. like the most professional, like they're not like everything's totally in tune. The playing sometimes will have a little hiccup there or whatever, but sure. the fun that they're having on stage, cause they're just like a ragtag, like Motley Crue kind of fucking, mm-hmm. you know, mix up of friends that just like to write songs together. Right. That, that that kind of charm kind of comes off and everybody like just screams along at full volume. You can hear it on the album. Yeah. For sure. There's a lot of this it's a big sing-along type album. Yeah. And it's I, I really I listened to it a couple times over Christmas, uh over the holiday before I had to come back to New York when I was driving around in the Ozarks. And it was a really fun album to listen to, though I will say I would probably get on board with the studio, the studio stuff before you hit up the live album. Cause otherwise you're going to, you may not know. You're not going <laughs> to, you know, yeah. you won't know what the audience is saying. Right. Yeah. You <laughs> More fun. Be- if you know the words, so you can also sing. Yeah. Along. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be a fan so you can like be like relive the fandom of that live at Red Rocks album. I think so. Yeah. 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 I mean, Red Rocks is also just like the best place to see a concert in the entire world. Yeah, I still need to. I, I well, I'm, you know, I don't live in the area, but that's a goal of mine. I really do want to see a show at Red Rocks. You let me know when, buddy. I'm just down the road. You we'll know, make it, we'll have a time. <laughs> yeah, we'll, dude, we'll have a big time. But also, I mean, I love that. Just he's just so point blankly named the album. All my homies hate Ticketmaster, and yeah. on Twitter, he's very active online. He really engages with his fan base, but uh, he talks a lot online about. <laughs> just like fair ticket prices, man. Like the people that I play for, they can't afford these $450 ticket prices. That's nuts. It's unfair. It's unconscionable. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take them down. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's like, you know, Pearl Jam in the like late nineties. I mean, also the Taylor Swift like thing came up this year. Hopefully we see the end of Ticketmaster pretty soon. There's a Simpsons joke. It's an old joke even. Mr. Burns makes some sort of quip about how he bought Ticketmaster or whatever, or he owns Ticketmaster. <laughs> and Smithers is like, I never thought that audiences would pay a 100% markup fee, but sir, you were right that they would or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I mean, it gets crazy. I mean, if I get the chance, I usually just go to the actual venue box office if I can. More than money goes to them, yeah, and and then also and to the bands, to the musicians, to the performers in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I yeah. save money too. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or if I can buy a ticket through any other means, I will do it. Like I, oh, I'm gonna go see Willie Carlisle oh, in yeah. uh, in March, and I've got those tickets through bands in town. A much better. I mean, there's still some fees and stuff, but it's a much better service. Eventbrite. Definitely not over terribly overcharging me, but yeah, I'd much rather just be able to give them the money. I tried to see Courtney Barnett. Um, I got tickets 
tour uh, and then COVID happened, but I got these tickets through Ticketmaster and Ticketmaster absolutely screwed me because when the date was reset, we weren't able to get a refund. And then I was like, okay, well, I'll just sell them through the app. And then it wouldn't let us sell them. Like the option was there, but it was grayed out. And I like Googled, like, is this normal? What's going on? And I like went through Ticketmaster's like support. And it was like, yeah, just sometimes we don't let you resell tickets. And I think it's because after the show got canceled and the concert was postponed, you know, nine months or whatever, or or more than maybe it was like a year and nine months or something. It was postponed a long time. (laughs) The tickets were going cheaper the second time around. And so oh, I what? bought them for way more than what other people and Ticketmaster was like, nah, we're just not going to, sorry, you're stuck with them. So I, and then me and Emma both couldn't go. We were out of town. So we just, <laughs> Ticketmaster just took our money. We couldn't do anything. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's yeah. the worst. So we overpaid. And then also they absolutely <laughs> fucked us. <laughs> right. Uh, fuck them. Yeah. Ticketmaster blows. There's uh uh, I don't want to get into it all. Uh, no, we don't got to get into it. We're just saying we're with you, Zach. <laughs> we're, we're with you, Zach. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. we're your homies and we hate Ticketmaster. You know, I've got my complaints about Live Nation as well, you know, but mm. whatever. What are you going to do, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's a racket. <laughs> and by the way, the sponsor this week is LiveNation.com. <laughs> um, come, we've actually partnered up with them. Uh, so I might have just ruined that come this next release. <laughs> Uh, we are planning a worldwide tour, Tokyo, uh, Bangladesh, a uh, oh. little bit of Brazil. A little bit of Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a teeny tiny bit of Brazil. Just a little bit of Brazil. Just right outside Rio, you can find us. I said it like it was Screaming a... in the streets. I said about... it, like it was a recipe. <laughs> yeah, and, just a, a, and just a pinch of Brazil. Just a little pinch of Brazil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but anyway, thank you, Live Nation, for the opportunity to yeah. rip people off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm always anti authority. Hey, buddy. Brother, I'm with you. Outlaw, outlaw podcast. <laughs> Taking the hard stance like Ticketmaster sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Couple bold opinions over here. Couple bold opinions. Take yeah. it down, mega corporations. <laughs> the charges feeds. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, Danny. So I said that something in the orange, it, I think it, I'm pretty sure that was the first Zach Bryan song that I heard. Um, do you remember your exposure to him? Was it that song or was it something else? What got you hooked? I mean, it had to be one of the first ones. Cause to be uh, completely honest, um, the first stuff that I, I mean, I know I'd heard more before, but just through like random, like, I guess like Spotify, like kind of curated playlists, like this is country today, or this is this, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I had heard other songs, but right so on. it's up there. It's, it's gotta be one of the first five. I've heard from him for sure. I mean, like we said, it just narrowly bit out a lot of other great options. And I think with Zach Bryan, it's kind of the, what's that phrase? The sum is greater than the whole of the parts or something like that. Like, I feel like. Yeah, that sounds right. I think that's how that phrase goes. As soon as it's, it's a math phrase. Sum is greater than the parts. Yeah. I ain't so good at math and the word sum is a math word. So. (laughs) 
Yeah. That's what I guess what I'm trying to say is <laughs> Google you know, it, folks. Some <laughs> some artists they have like these iconic songs, right? And it's like this is the song that gets you in. You know, like we did Faith Hill, This Kiss, like that's the that is the Faith Hill song, probably, <laughs> right. right? Like that's that's what's going to get you in. That's going to open the door for you. <laughs> um, and even artists that have tons of great songs, like Johnny Cash has tons of great songs, but probably your your gateway is like Ring of Fire, I Walk the Line, or something like that. Zach Bryan, I think these songs will become iconic, but they're so new, it's hard to say what what it is yet his music uh, becomes more appealing when it's kind of all together and you kind of understand just like what he is as an artist, as opposed to hearing this song. That's like just good. Does that make sense at all? No, it does make sense. Like, like, you know, he's had a lot of appeal with singles that he'll just randomly release. Sure. But, but like, if you listen to like his catalog as a whole, you get, yeah, you get a better understanding of his, what seems to be his life, yeah. uh, what he finds romantic and sad, what mm-hmm. he agrees with uh, in the world, what he disagrees with in the world. You like see him as a person through listening to the whole catalog. Because yeah. otherwise, yeah, just one-offs, you could be like, that's just a hell of a song. But there's like kind of an underlying theme in all of his music. I feel like I haven't totally. really been able to pinpoint it yet, but like, it seems like there's a constant driving through. It's sort of like, there's a bit of like self-loathing, but also hope at the same time. Yeah. 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 It's both which sides. Is, yeah. It's just very mature for a young person. Cause I feel yeah. like a lot of, a lot of young, a lot, a lot of music by young artists is, is a lot more like fancy free. Yeah, it's gonna be the best day of my life. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Kind of shit, it's like, all right, uh-huh. guess, guess what? You know what? You're gonna step on shit. I know. Like, yeah, you really are gonna step in shit. It's not the best day of your life. Like, yeah, it's just it's like be the worst day, but like not every day could be the best day. You know? I know it's it feel yeah and that's like a it feels kind of like a cheap trope when when songs are like that I mean not that it's wrong to feel that way but you know I think oh, be optimistic you know yeah. and have fun and live mm-hmm. fancy free but you know also get your yeah. shit done and pay your bills yeah I feel like you know? Zach, Zach Bryan if we're talking themes though yeah he's he is using like kind of slice of life storytelling to touch on the themes of like yearning for something greater, the pursuit of like being your true authentic self or like growing into the best version of yourself that you can be, even though you know you're kind of a mid twenties, early twenties shithead. And that's okay too. It's okay to be like that. It's like, you know, Willie Carlisle sings, you know, I'm I've done a bunch of dumb shit. I'm going to do some more, but I won't be afraid anymore. You know, that's a similar sentiment to a lot of Zach Bryan songs. Right. He seems settled into his skin at a young age, but he's like conflicted at maybe where he wants to go. And he's also maybe a little conflicted with where he's been, but he still sees it all kind of in a poetic and melancholy way. Mm-hmm. Which, and I mean, I get that. I'm in my, I'm almost in my mid thirties and I feel that I've no. certainly <laughs> felt it when I was in my mid twenties too. So like, it's a theme that keeps theming, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You can't stop that train. Like <laughs> that's how, I mean, that's how people are going to feel forever. I think mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't, there's, it's the human condition, 
you know, he's like tapped into it to a way where it's like, yeah, you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have to self-reflect. You're going to have to also, uh, you know, socialize, make other people happy and make yourself happy. Like it's, that's what it is. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the best way I can think of it is like, I love to make people happy. Yeah. And I like to make myself happy too. But Mm -hmm. if you don't, if you tip the seesaw too much, then you're going to start getting into different, you know? And so those are like kind of his songs is like, I remember when I was happy, you know, one side Mm -hmm. of the seesaw and the other side is like, there's things I kind of regret, but at the same time, I know I'll learn from them. And then just tips back and forth. Yeah, totally. And, you know, he does a good job also of incorporating certain like visuals, like imagery that is consistent throughout his his music, as I mentioned oh, yeah. earlier, sings about the sun a lot. I mean, something in the orange is literally like literally staring, staring, <laughs> yeah, staring yeah. at a sunrise or a sunset. And I was actually, I was listening to it on, on my way to work this morning for all you uh, listeners interested. I started substitute teaching in New York city. My first <laughs> time in the classroom in I think like nine years. Mr. Uh, Snodgrass. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Snodgrass is back. Welcome back, Snodgrass. <laughs> and I was listening to something in the orange on my walk, and I had to walk past Times Square, and I was like, man, it really made me miss. I mean, I was just in Missouri, but it made me miss the Midwest, where you, if you wake up early enough, you can see a real good sunrise, because the something in the orange for me was staring at the damn Krispy Kreme sign that was rotating as <laughs> I was walking to my train stop. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> That's just not the orange I was thinking about looking into. (laughs) Come on, get an orange dreamsicle glazed. (laughs) You know, there's something in that orange too. There's something that's true. There's something there. And I'll tell you what, it's not an orange. (laughs) (laughs) It's a chemical. It's a chemical. (laughs) But it's delicious. Science. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he brings up the sun, the sky, cigarettes whiskey and alcohol in various forms come up. And I mean, that's just, I mean, that's, that's typical country, but it doesn't mean that it's derivative. It doesn't mean that it's cliche. It's also just like, that's living. That's, that's living a life is dealing with those things. Yeah. I mean, those things just kind of come up, but like in a storyteller fashion. Mm -hmm. So it's like, he's not like meaning to tell you that he was drinking whiskey. He's just telling you like about, the whole like, you know, barnyard party or something he was at. Right. And there just happened to be whiskey. So like, why not give you the details? Yeah. And as we said, those details is what makes it a bit more poetic. He is kind of a, he's kind of like a, a red dirt jean jacket beatnik in the way that he's like kind of <laughs> yeah. created this Zach Bryan universe of recurring themes and motifs, but it's all very poetic. And I feel like there is, a knockout lyric and maybe, I mean, at least one knockout lyric in like every song. Oh know? yeah. Yeah. There's one that you hear and like, it, it'll either make you feel like it'll just make you feel. It'll there's just no way make you feel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not, I'm not going to describe every emotion to you guys. That's your job. No. To go out there yeah. And you, feel you, them. you go out and you feel know? them. <laughs> you Definitely. Know? Something I was thinking about, and I, I, I don't mean to put too much on him, but listening to, 
the album a few times reminded me a lot of the hold steady and not only because the hold steady i think is also a band that is strengthened by a full listen but you know this the hold steady kind of creates their little universe also there's like the hold steady yeah. musical universe where there's like <laughs> recurring characters and recurring themes and like you know names and terminology gets brought up a lot uh-huh. And I think Zach Bryan does that too. And I don't know. I don't think that's on purpose. Like he's not like doing the hold steady, but that's like an observation. I was like, oh, this is kind of like when you listen to it enough, it's like, oh, I feel like I'm getting to know the boys or whatever. You oh, know? No, yeah, no, I get, I get to know what you're I mean, I know what you're saying there completely. Cause like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Hold steady. Also hold steady has a lot of partying. A lot of party <laughs> songs. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, yeah. So that connects them a little bit. A lot bit. of party yeah. lyrics, a lot of regret the next day lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, yeah. A, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a theme for the kind of guys you and I like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used a I used a bag of cotton candy for a pillow last night. I went, <laughs> Is you making this up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I then I found a dog and we got into a fist fight. Dude, yeah. hold on. Yeah, I so- punched a dog just down yeah. Southern I Avenue. Finch. <laughs> <laughs> Punching a dog. <laughs> hold on, do just for we'll do Rex in a minute, but just for kicks and grins, do a little bit of something in the orange as Craig Finn. Oh God! All right, let me. I've got the lyrics right up here. Let me. <laughs> I'm damned if I do, and I'm damned if I don't. Because if I say I miss you, I know that you won't. <laughs> but I miss you in the mornings, when I see the sun. Something the orange tells me we're not done. That was great. Yeah. That works. <laughs> yeah. That sounded like, that. honestly, I was like, I could easily hear this on, like, that new Craig Finn solo album that he released last year. I was like, oh, that feels just like. Yeah. <laughs> Something oh. in the orange. The orange. Tells me we're not That's done. great. Orange is a great. You know, orange is one of those words that you rarely hear in music because it is notoriously hard to rhyme with. Yeah. And I kind of love that he just yeah <laughs> throws an orange in there. Yeah. We were passing the Greenbelt Bridge, Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I thought you were doing. No. Or something in the orange again. No, until no, I, until I heard more. Minneapolis and I was like <laughs> pretty sure Zach Bryan only sings about two states. It's Oklahoma and Texas. <laughs> right. But yeah. anyway. I guess let's go ahead and wrap things down. Any final thoughts on this song or Zach in general before we go well, into I mean, it's like a lot of his songs. It's very pretty. It, this one is a little bit more of like a, you know, he's got some songs that are real rockers, real boot scooters, real fucking yep. boot stompers. But this is uh, this is probably his biggest known song, and it's it's a slow jam. It's a wistful weeper, uh, I think. Um, it's very pretty. It's well mm-hmm. written. Um, I love the fact that, like, the way it starts, he's the one you know, that is basically going through the pain. And by the end of it, he's understanding the other person's pain of what they might see mm-hmm. if the roles were reversed. He's very good at playing both sides and under like understanding himself and other people. Yeah. And, you know, the situation of the song is missing someone. Mm-hmm. And he understands that that's a two-way street. A lot of times it's just one person's story 
you know, in a lot of country music. He seems to just have a good balance and understanding of everyone's situation mm-hmm. and almost every song, but it really comes through in uh, something in the orange. Yeah. And the imagery is great. And like you mm-hmm. said, poetic, it's a feeling like that. If you listen to the words, you just, you feel that like, if you've been through that situation, you're like, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. Definitely. Yeah. I think you're right. I feel like he understands feelings very well. He understands the human experience and like the complexities and the contradictions. And that is also kind of why the album is so delightful is you get a lot of contradictory emotions and that doesn't make either of them wrong, but you know, you can feel, you can feel hopeful and you can feel like you're going to be somebody and you can also feel like I kind of suck. I need to work harder and you can, you know, like there's (laughs) a, a lot going on. And he also is incredibly modest. He is so sweet to the audience in that live album. He's always asking if they're too cold. He's like, I'm so glad. I'm, I really appreciate you guys being out here. I'm sorry that the weather sucks. Like he apologizes over and over again for putting yeah. on an awesome show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and even online, anytime he gets an accolade, he is very, he's very modest about it. He just seems like a, a sincere guy who's very grateful for, for what's happened to him. I mean, yeah, you got to keep your, uh, you know, head, Head down in success and head up at failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's a guy that follows that kind of credo. Totally. Um, one last thing I want to say about this particular song, and this is the case on a lot of his songs, and I haven't you know, tried to learn uh, really almost any of his songs or looked up the chords, but just kind of talking about the composition for a moment on something in the orange, it is arranged not like a typical country song you know if you're just looking at the verse um i mean you could i guess transpose the chords however you want but it's if we're in g or e minor you're going e minor d with an f bass to g and then g d with an f f sharp bass sorry and then e minor kind of back and forth kind of this walk up walk down and that's more like a rock progression or even dare i say like a folk progression than country and when it t- comes time for the chorus, it's got, you know, the famous four chords that we like to use in any given key. You know, it's got, oh, it's a one, four, five, uh, minor six, you know, situation. And that also is less of a country progression, more of a rock progression. But he is bringing like country sensibilities and sonics to a very different kind of like musical arrangement. And I, I think that's also part of why probably he's resonated with people is like, it sounds different enough, you know? Yeah. It's different enough. I mean, it's also, you say progression. I think it's progress and country too. So totally. (laughs) If I could use the root word. If I, you, I will allow it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, Check out this song. You've probably already heard it if you're on TikTok or Twitter <laughs> or YouTube <laughs> or whatever. But uh, well, again, we're, we have added that to our playlist. And I am pretty certain that this will not be the last Zach Bryan song that gets added to our ultimate country playlist because, I mean, he's only started to cook, I think. And I think we're going to get a lot more from him. And I'm excited to see what kind of growth we get, even though it's already, you know, Good stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward to anything he, he puts out. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get another new album in two weeks. It'll be <laughs> right, exactly. an hour and a half long. <laughs> <laughs> 
So let's do this is going to be a disappointing smothered and covered, but let's get into smothered and covered. <laughs> there are so many covers of something in the orange, but none of them are by people that we've heard of. <laughs> They're also just like YouTube covers mainly and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. There's yeah. a ton of covers on YouTube and on Twitter. I mean, and it's great. People, people are resonating with the song they are learning it they're putting it out there they're spreading the word that rules um but of course the song is so new i would not say that there's any like significant new covers of it but if you search it on spotify there's a bunch of people that are playing it and also zach bryan is doing covers of himself there's like different versions of something in the orange just released within the last year so you know check i guess check him out but i don't have any specific covers that I would recommend, I guess. No. There's check just a out, bunch. Check out Zach covering himself if you're gonna do yeah, it. Because exactly. those those are the best ones. <laughs> totally. The man does not like idle hands. <laughs> no. He's, like, he's, he's, uh, he's busy. busy. Yeah. <laughs> he is, yeah. In that case, uh, let's go ahead and get into recommendations. I mean, geez, oh, yeah. there's so there's so many freaking songs we could recommend. Maybe we each do like just like four or five keep it kind of snappy yeah that works for me i mean i think we'll probably even have a little some overlap overlap so i bet we will that ought to be easy yeah okay cool you want to go first sure uh from summertime blues uh oklahoma smoke show yeah that's one of mine (laughs) (laughs) that i really love it's really good Uh uh-huh yeah um from the album dan uh condemned Mm-hmm. Uh, which, like I think we said before, might have been his like his first little like YouTube or Twitter video breakout hit. Yeah, I think uh, Heading South went kind of viral a couple years before that, but Condemned I think was a lot of people's first time with Zach. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, yeah, it's one of those I mean, you can just tell from the title how mm-hmm. it's going to make you feel. Yeah, but, and based off everything we've described. But you know, it it'll it'll do it. It'll take you there. Heavy eyes off American Heartbreak. That's one of mine too. That's a barn burner, huh? That one is so good, and like that guitar line, like um, in between like verses, is like so simple but so effective. And then when it actually like builds into a solo, like after the second verse, you're like, "Fuck yes, uh-huh. <laughs> I am. I'm moving." And then uh, let's see, what was the other one? Uh, we already talked about quitting time earlier, mm-hmm. uh, which we've already like you know put on a playlist too. Yeah, but I guess you know I'll just leave it at that. I mean, there's much, many, many more that uh, I could go after, but I want to you know leave it open for you. See what else. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah. yeah well, let's see what what's not been said. Uh, younger years is one that I like a lot. That's off American Heartbreak. If she wants a cowboy, also off American Heartbreak. Uh, let's, I mean, the entire EP "Summertime Blues" is also really good. But you, you said the yeah. ones that really stuck with me. Um, so I will add. What is that song? I, I think "Revival" is the name of it. I'll add "Revival." I think that's a really good one, and the live version is super, super fun. Oh, and Burn, Burn, Burn is a newer song. And I wasn't going to say that until you took about three of mine. So I'll throw on <laughs> Dark Horse Late Edition. Burn, Burn, Burn is also really good. Well, I'm glad we agreed. But he's got a lot of, he's, yeah. 
we're on the same page. But yeah, he's got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, there's plenty so. of music to check out for Zach Bryan. Yeah, for sure. no doubt. There is a lot. <laughs> yeah, we've like covered people on this podcast that have had like one or two albums out. 20 songs total. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah. you're getting your money's worth with Zach Bryan. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You truly are. A lot yeah. of meat on that bone. A lot, yeah. <laughs> well that's going to do it for this episode if this is your first time listening to take this pod and shove it we hope you enjoyed it if you did we would encourage you to give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast app you use not because we're egomaniacs but because we're trying to make a go of this and we need people to listen for that to happen (laughs) and five stars helps a lot you can even leave a review with words or emojis or gibberish (laughs) i guess but that helps. You got to trick the alg. What about a gif? Can you leave a review that's a gif? I don't know. I, I don't hope know. so. A bitmoji? Yeah, I don't yeah. know what you can do. But <laughs> we would appreciate a review if you, if you have the time. If you uh, are really feeling like supporting a DIY podcast without uh, a network behind it, without any ads, which is what we are, we have a Patreon page. And we have a, a small but mighty following of shovelos that we love with all our hearts. And if you want to get in there, um, it's patreon.com slash take this pod. We have got bonus playlists that we have curated that we don't post on the main feed there. You get behind the scenes looks at what we're doing. Um, you get a look ahead at the song each week and the episode we're doing. And also bonus episodes. That's the word I was looking for. It's like, what's... <laughs> What's that word that means extra and good? Bonus. Bonus episodes. Yeah. And the higher tier you get, the the more you get, too. Because we've got uh, discount uh, codes to our merch store, Mm -hmm. uh, which is at where, Tyler? That's on Bonfire. We use a a site called Bonfire that we like. Um, And we currently have uh, a campaign going. Eventually, we will stop selling this shirt design in order to make room for a new shirt design. Cause that's the way bonfire works is uh, you only get paid once you, once you close out that particular campaign. <laughs> so get the uh, original run of take this pod merch uh, while you can, we're going to be transitioning in a month or so onto something new. Oh, also certain tiers. You get mm-hmm. personal essays from Tyler that's right. and I. <laughs> yeah. Last, uh, last month we, did Christmas essays. I reviewed three truly insane Christmas <laughs> albums by Jethro Tull, Twisted Sister, and 38 Special. And Danny, you wrote a really touching essay about Christmas, I thought. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. My fan was weird, so I wrote about that. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was very Robert Earl Keane of you <laughs> to do that. I love Robert Earl Keane. I like yeah. that. I'll mm-hmm. take it. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. So, and we'll be doing one this month in January as well. Trying to think what else is going on. Oh, well, or trying to think what else to say. We have an Instagram. If you want to keep up with us on social, we only have an Instagram. It's at take this pod and shove it. Just the whole name of our podcast. If you'd like to email us, it's take this pod and shove it at gmail.com. You can complain to us that we didn't pick the right Zach Bryan song or correct us on any <laughs> errors we got wrong or just say something nice. Even we'll take that too. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Or send us, uh, you know, any questions you got or any suggestions for maybe another artist to cover. That's true. Yeah. I mean, we do, we do rely a lot on suggestions. I mean, we're, we're weekly, so we got to keep, we got to keep the well filled. So we're always open (laughs) to, uh, to other artists, new artists that we might not know. 
Got to keep that KFC bucket full of wings. That's right. You, you do. Gotta- <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, and then me and Danny are stand-up comedians. Uh, we are not professional music critics, as you surely already can tell. <laughs> But if you want to see us do stand-up, uh, check out what's going on with us either on our personal Instagrams, you just search our names, um, or our websites, uh, tylersnodgrass.com and dannymoppin.com. Hey, that all works for me. And I think that'll do it for us. <laughs> that dog will hunt. That dog will hunt. Yep. All right. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. Anyway, yeah, I had, a, I had a great time chatting about Zach Bryan. Yeah, it was this is going to be a hell of a thing to edit, but it's going to be good. Yeah. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you all next week. Have a good. Take this pot and shove it.